What is up, guys? We are back with another episode of NC Raw. Tonight features a conversation with my girlfriend, Miss Bianca Dardine. Um, she came on to talk a little bit about her approach to recovery and kind of catch up with Caleb and Caitlin. Um, they're old friends. They've known each other for a while. So it was kind of cool to be a part of this conversation and um, get to know her a little bit more. And it was just a lot of fun to like hang out and really like kind of kick it with these guys. So we had a blast. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Give some love. She's got my love. Give some love to Miss Bianca Dardine. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the views of the NCR team and the individuals interviewed. We do not consider ourselves to be mental health professionals. Our mission is to explore the various pathways to recovery and to give a voice to those affected by or involved in the care of substance use disorders. Some content may be mature for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. What's up, ladies? Hi. What up? And gentlemen. What's up? <laughs> we got a birthday to celebrate yeah, today. Do, it's your birthday. Cool. Would you believe that? Birthday. Birth. Birthday. Birth. <laughs> Would you believe that one year ago tomorrow, we recorded our first podcast? That's so wild. Oh, it's first birthday. Over in the studio at Western. Can I see? They can see. It's on the big one now, boy. Um, and my man, Richie Tan. It was so crazy, right? Like, we had this plan. Me and Caleb, we, t- we tell the story all the time, but we had this, like, plan, do this podcast, and a couple days before, Richie showed up. My hair's all 
objective. Caleb texted me and he was like, Let's hey, I'm going to bring Richie with me. And Richie showed up and by the grace of God, Richie gave us our name, right? We didn't even have a name. We were going to do this podcast. We didn't even know what we were going to call it. We didn't even know what we were going to call ourselves. Here we are. Richie called me. Um, just out of the blue, he's like, I'm going down the road and I got to thank him. I can't know? hear him. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Richie calls me and uh, uh, he's, I can't remember where he was driving to that day, but <sighs> check, check. Okay, can't hear that. Anyways, <laughs> and um, he calls us out of the blue. He's like, hey, I got a name for the podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's hear it. And I, it, was, it was actually something else before it was NC Raw, and we sit on the phone, and and then he come to he finally come to NC Raw recovery always. Was like, that always. Like, it was always. like the day before. Always, always. Yeah. It was like that day or the day before yeah. he came up with it. Shout out Richie. Shout out Richie. Here we are, twelve months, three hundred sixty-five days later, doing our 49th episode. Is it 49? Today's 49. Okay. It's pretty incredible. And we have the lovely, <laughs> amazing, and my beautiful girlfriend. No. Oh. What you drinking? <laughs> Who I met through you guys. Mind your business. <laughs> Who you met through us? Through this show, oh. through you guys. Yeah, I didn't. Huh. That's y'all's fault. Well, Interesting. I didn't, I didn't know. It's y'all's fault. <laughs> Go ahead. Why don't y'all blow that candle out? Go ahead, y'all. Go ahead, Caleb. Blow that thing out, man. Because Bianca's getting hungry. It's melting. Happy birthday, NC Raw. Yay! Happy birthday. Is that sugar-free? No, it's not. That is not (laughs) sugar-free. It's got tons of sugar in it. 49 episodes in 365 days. And 49 grams of sugar in that case. (laughs) (laughs) In each bite. Yeah. Probably in the icing. (laughs) Just in the icing. (laughs) Brings us to... This awesome conversation that we're about to have with my wonderful girlfriend, Bianca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful, beautiful, amazing. Bianca, I want to go over there and smash some at Zaxby's and listen to this. (laughs) Okay, don't eat ours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as always, um, my my man Caleb rolled up with some food. So, Uh, yeah, Bianca, how you doing? I'm great. Yeah? You excited (laughs) to do this? Lean up a little bit. Talk right up on that thing, all right? Mm -hmm. I'm super excited like this. Hey. Hi. Caitlin will get get you uh, on the right track. So where does, um, how did we end up here, right? We all, every single person that's been on this show, every person that identifies as someone in long-term recovery, um, you know, we experience some trouble in our lives, some consequences of our actions led up to a defining moment that, contributed to us wanting to make a change in our lives. And so I guess we could kind of start off with like, how did, how did we get here? Right. Life. No. What are we, do, <laughs> what, what are we doing tonight? Like how, how did, how did we get to the point where you found yourself in this awesome organization of res hope, right? Hanging with these, these lions <laughs> and you know, to the point where you're sitting at this table today. Hmm. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. How did you get here, Bianca? I don't know. I'm just here. I don't know. It's, it's 
So I know that uh, I, I'll speak a little <laughs> bit for Bianca till she gets comfortable. Um, so I know for coming from mine and Caleb's view, like we all. It's like anybody. We all were struggling to find, you know, trying to find community. We wanted to be better. We wanted to better ourselves. But where? how do we do that, you know? And I know for me, like, I got out of jail. And one of my best friends, Tasha, she, she's hanging out with this whole group of, of people. And and this girl showed up. Shows up. And I'm uh-huh. like, who is this girl? <laughs> And uh, mind you, we're all still very early in recovery and whatnot, and we all end up working together in a pretty awesome program. And that go was ahead and pretty, give them some love. Yes, shout out Mother Town. That really helped us to where who we are today, finding purpose where we're at today. I mean, and we did. It, it gave us that fellowship. It gave us like we had this little community of people we could lean on, people we could trust, people um, that, you know, we were growing together. And it's just, it's wild for me to look back and I'm just like, man, look at where we was at a year ago and now look, you know? And I say that to Caleb all the time. I'm like, I see Bianca growing all the time. I see her, you know, just the, the flowers she's blooming into. Like, I see her becoming more progressive in her thinking each day and i see her her gratitude that she has every single day i see it you know um just this the light and inspiration that she is for others like it's awesome it's awesome to see to see it in somebody else she might not see it in herself but i see it you know she has glimpses of it every now and then what um let's talk about that mother town project for a little bit because i think it sounds like that was like a vital part in this transformation that took place what what exactly is that <laughs> to begin with for the audience that might not know what Mother Town is? What is it? And then how did you find yourself there? Like what what did you <coughs> what was that that process like for you to get in there and then like learn those valuable skills? Okay, so um, at the recovery rally planning committee, you know, um, I think Kevin Jackson and Curtis Wildcat showed up and they proposed this idea for Mother Town through Tarot. They worked well. They were part of Tarot. Okay. <laughs> They're the director. Well, they were the I'm executives to supervise <laughs> our supervisors of Mother Town. That's who Kurt and uh, and Kevin yeah, are. They um they work in the tribal program Tarot, which is a program to um, help people, not just people in recovery, but to help enrolled members in general to place them and help them find jobs. Like your name goes into a, a job bank, right? That's how they started. And then, but they, Kurt kept seeing this, that revolving door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, people getting out or, you know, wanting to do better, but they couldn't get a job because of their background or they couldn't get a job because of this, that, and the third. And, but they're trying to do better. So he want that's, they ended up creating this program, right? And that, they were the very, very first ones to start. I believe so. So it was pretty cool. Um, we went and signed up for the program and got in. Y'all signed up at the Cherokee Recovery Rally? Well, I mean, there was a p- piece of paper. I think it was me and Rachel. Rachel Taylor, hi, if you're watching. I'm freaking out over here. No. 
Um, but we went and signed up, and then a couple of weeks later, we got a call back. Um, our first day was in March of 2017. We went down to the mounds out towards Bryson, and, you know, we had a nice little uh, ceremony and went to water and... You know, we were barefoot, like, in the dirt there, and it was cool to start out like that. Um, and then through the process, you know, we grew gardens and had employment skills. We took all kinds of classes. I mean, Mothertown was really, really awesome, and I wish I never left, but, you know, here I am. <laughs> how long were you involved? How long were you, were you there in the program? I was in the program for a year. I maxed my limit. Wrote it out. What kind of things did you guys do? We in that one year. <sighs> we did all kinds of stuff, like the garden. I mean, we learned how to build birdhouses. Um, you know, we learned how to work with different personalities, different types of people. Um, we did stuff out in the community, like elders with their houses, with their windows. I mean, porches. Pretty cool stuff. So you're learning like valuable skills that you can apply to your life, but you're also like being of service to the community. Yes. And like going out and like applying those skills to those who might need it, like growing food and like donating it to people who need it, stuff like that. Yeah. Dolores, I, I had some of that food. Dolores brought like, <gasps> Dolores brought like a she she comes from one of my classmates, elder. Dolores Taylor. She comes rolling up, Caleb McCoy, with a freaking duffel bag, right? Like a duffel bag, like you would take to the a gym or something. Balls. Like like she like she just robbed the bank, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she has this duffel bag. She she's like, I mean you could tell it's heavy, right? Like she's just throwing it over her shoulder. And she uh <coughs> and she she plops it down on the counter and like you could tell that it weighs like a lot, 50 pounds, 60 pounds. And she just like <laughs> unzips the zipper. Like, and I was like, what is in there? She unzips the zipper real slowly. And she's like, all right, any, whatever you guys want, here you go. She had green beans <laughs> and peppers and I don't know, some other stuff. I took, I took a little bit home. She's like, she was like, you ain't leaving until you take some of this stuff home with you. So, and Sweet. that garden produces a lot. It does. We ain't slinging no more dope. We're out there slinging the veggies. <laughs> It's good stuff, man. It is good stuff. It's good. I mean, it 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 really uh you know, you got to get out there and do some do some work. Like it's not easy just to it's not like we just got to lay around. We had to get out there and be productive, um really uh learn Show some up labor skills. On time every day. Weed eat. I mean, and you're talking about I'm a early beast on a weed eat. Right. You're talking about <laughs> early recovery like right out of the yeah. gate like yeah, early recovery. You have to be involved in a. Uh, you have to be in a recovery program, like doing classes and stuff. Through Anna Laniski. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of like where it started. Did you go to detox? I no. didn't go to detox. No. I came out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of started going to Anna Laniski and then yes. working at Mother Town. Well, I mean, I went to Anna Laniski and then. Kendall's the best. Then we went to the recovery rally planning, and then that's when we found out about the Mother Town program. And I was like, I'm sided up, you know, because, like, I needed something to do because I was, I was scared that, like, if I sat around at home and I was bored all the time, like, I would start reaching out to people that I shouldn't be reaching out to. So I was always at the recovery center, like, early in recovery. You spent a lot of time there. 
I mean, as long as I could be there without getting in trouble, yeah. And you're a, at the time, you're a single mother. Yes. Of a... Wild child. <laughs> single mother of a wild child. A baby dinosaur. Would anybody in this room disagree? Mm-mm. He's wild. Oh, absolutely, I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, like probably like added like a whole nother layer of like just I don't know figuring out how to be a parent um definitely okay so you know in active addiction like I thought I was I thought I was a pretty good parent you know he was always eating but at the same time like you know the truth about it being is um you know during active addiction like I wasn't a good parent I wasn't ever present um I had to use before like I did anything or took him anywhere you know, and I always thought, like, hey, I'm a good parent because I don't just drop him off and leave him nowhere. But, damn, he was at trap house to trap house to trap yeah. house with me. Um, so that might have a little bit to do with his behavior. I don't know. But, um, you know, and then coming into recovery, I guess, like, it is a bit of a transition for him because I'm not, like, okay, you can just do whatever. Now I'm just like, no, you cannot do that. It's kind of hard to like take that freedom away from a four, four-year-old. How old was he at the time? What do you mean? Your son, when you found recovery. It was two years ago, so it was... Four, three and a half, four? Four, I can't do math, mm-hmm. I don't know. Four, five, six, yeah, yeah. four. Now, was he... Um, was he hanging out with you at Anna Lenisky at the recovery center in Cherokee? No, he was at daycare. He was at daycare? Okay. But he's active in your recovery program. Like, he's he's aware of, yes. very aware he of. Will, he will tell anybody, my mom used to do drugs. <laughs> like, Well, he got some maintenance <laughs> with you. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. And, like. I'm, I know kids that can recite the whole serenity well, prayer. Well, <laughs> that's where I was going is that I went over to um, – Bianca's grandparents' house on Christmas for dinner, Christmas dinner, right? They pop, poppy cooked a bunch of food up, <laughs> went over there for dinner. And real gravy. The, oh. Real gravy, homemade <laughs> biscuits, the whole nine. And um, they're like, all right, Carter, bless the food, bless the food, you know, say the prayer. And Carter goes off and for the prayer for Christmas. He says the serenity prayer. He says the prayer. prayer. Oh, <laughs> yes. He just does. That's, that's just, that was his go-to, you that's, know? It was adorable. Funny. It was so oh. adorable. Um so how did you, like, balancing both of those things, like, balance, like learning on your own and then, like, trying to instill the little discipline that you can <laughs> and then, like, getting involved in Mother Town and, like, kind of, like, learning those skills at Mother Town. Um, it's a lot to balance, like, like, a lot to juggle all at one time, right? It's like It's, like three different areas of your life, like the work and the mother town and the skills that you're learning there. Then the, the things that you're doing at the recovery center and then like parenting and whatnot at home. Um, it's a lot to juggle for somebody in early recovery. What type of supports and like networks did you have to like rely on to support you and allow you to continue to grow into the person that you are today? Okay. So first of all, um, balance is kind of this like, fleeting thing like I don't know it's like Bigfoot everybody's like heard about him and swears they've seen him but like where is Bigfoot there is no balance um I know that early in my recovery I had to um all my energy was in like recovery based anything like I was just I had to like be obsessed with it like 
you know, it, it was all about recovery as my priority. And then I guess I started getting my feelings back. And man, my feelings, I don't know. You <laughs> There's can. a lot of them. <laughs> um, I got my feelings back. And then I was like, hey, well, now that, you know, I'm not having to get high all the time, like, I can actually spend time, like, you know, with my kid. Like, we can just go out in the yard like normal people and play. Um, other things started to fall into place. Um, I was wild <laughs> when I first got into the Weathertown Healer Project. You know, I walked in the door and everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, you know, everything just started to fall into place, like, as long as I was doing the next right thing. Um, I had a lot of supports from, you know, my little place that I go to every night. Mm -hmm. Every night. Especially then. Yes, I, I went I went to multiple meetings like a day forever because like I was just scared. Like if I let my mind wander, um, I didn't know what kind of place it was going to end up in. When they say ninety and ninety, you were like one, you were like one eighty and ninety. Yeah, I was. That's two two a day for those that are bad. And then I and then I and then I started like finding out about um, other meetings like in other areas, and I was just like, wow, I want to go there and see what those are like. And I'm still. You started you know, venturing outside of that. My little safe zone. Yeah. So pretty cool. Graduating upon graduating or leaving Mother Town is it like a graduation process? Is it like it's like a program that you complete, or is it just kind of like they kick you out of the nest and you fly? They're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. No. Like what's that? I mean, I went into an internship actually with you Carol. were the first one, wasn't you? Yes. To go into an internship, they kicked me out. <laughs> Um, I went to an internship, and then I was just like, well, I can do this. I'm, I'm pretty capable of doing this. And then so I started, you know, I had already been applying for different other jobs outside of Tarot and the Mothertown Healing Project. So, um, But the, the, the Mothertown, like, project gave you that confidence to, like, know that you could do those things, right? Yes, like, it did. It, it really did. Like, I was just like, I'm going to apply for this, 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 this. <laughs> I was out applying for everything. Like, I walked a couple people through their applications. They got jobs now. I mean, like, with interviews, I was like, I've been on enough interviews. <laughs> like, this is my thing now. <laughs> so, you oh, know, yeah. You know what that's called, right? What? That's, that's peer support. Oh. Right? Doing all that stuff. Yeah. Walking through those steps. That's right. Walking, by, walking alongside of them. That's peer support. Oh. She helped me. <laughs> They're my, uh, what was that for? Hospital. Oh, it was the hospital. Yeah. Uh, registration clerk. What I'm doing now, actually. I was like, give me a heads up. I've got this interview coming up. And she gave me all the tips and whatnot. And. All of she them. really did help. She <laughs> helped me. She helped me a lot. And uh, another thing she did was she uh, was the first one in the group to enroll in the school. In college? In college, yeah. Dang, you did that before the rest Everybody, of them? Everybody, yeah. Because yeah. now they're all coming. Now you can't stop them. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> hey, you're trailblazing through there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're cool, man. It's all good. Nerves. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the sugar. I'm sure it has something to do with that. <laughs> she wanted to get a monster on the way over here, and I actually gave her, I actually gave her the green light to do it. She, but I didn't do and it. And she showed up without it. Good job. She showed up without it. Um, so you graduated that, and you started working at a job. 
yeah. for the reservation, but you also took some steps to get back into school? Yes. Um, I don't know. I had my mindset on, you know, going to work and going to school. I was just like, man, I'm pretty capable. Like, I think I could do just about anything. But there's this thing called time that just does not, like, there's not enough hours in the day, I don't think. And I like my naps. But, yes, um, she does. <laughs> Um, Tom Brady takes a lot of naps. You know that? Tom Brady does take a lot of naps. See, see, I'm on the right path. That's what I heard. Right. <laughs> that is what I heard. Um, <laughs> but like again, like to go from kind of like what you, where you had been, the places that you have had lived, and some of the survived, survived, right? To go from that to like the level of confidence to like be working for the tribe, helping your peers through these like job applications, diving back into school and like taking that action. Like that's like, um, I think that's like a crucial moment in this process of recovery where we kind of like begin to figure out like, holy shit, I'm not limited to like these things that like I felt like I was for so long. And like, it's totally okay for that, for that to like shift right and change over time like you have it's kind of like the honeymoon phase of recovery <laughs> no right like you're like gung-ho about like i'm gonna go i'm gonna enroll me personally i'm gonna enroll in college right i'm gonna sign up for this substance abuse counselor program and in two years i'm gonna get a degree and then i'm gonna go work in the field and then i'm gonna start my own program and like all these you know monumental goals Right. And here we are four years later. I'm still in school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and still, that's all right. And that's all right. I'm still in school. I'm still in the same program. Right. And like the destination, <laughs> the destination has shifted a little bit. Right. Like the long, like you were, you watched a video. Yeah, I did. On the website. And I was talking about some things. Have that, y'all seen it? <laughs> no. Check it I out. Doubt it. <laughs> It's an old video from like 2015 that they recorded about our program at school. And I was just talking about like my long-term goals at that time. And they're totally different than Mm. what they are today, right? And like it's okay for it to change. But what's not like what needs to happen is that, that you still have that same passion. You still have that same drive to continue to challenge yourself and continue to grow and to continue to evolve. And for me to learn, like I'm, I'm, I'm just like a sponge. I want to learn as much as I can about like random things, <laughs> nothing specific. Right. I just want to learn like as much as I can. That's why I listen to so many podcasts all day long because like, I just want to learn because I felt like I wasn't learning for so long. And there's so much stuff up here. That's like, not valuable or unusable <laughs> or like, you know, whatever, whatever that case is. So like, I want to learn as much as I can, like do things that I never did before. So like, I still have that same energy level and that same passion. Is my boy choking on those fiery wings? No, I, I think he's, <laughs> he's sweating. It looks like he's a little stuffed. <laughs> what kind of wings did he get? Nuclear. Nuclear wings. Is he choking on them? No. <laughs> hey, the, the air conditioner the air conditioner is on I turned the air conditioner on when I got here but like to like so like the destination might have shifted a little bit but the but the like the goal the destination um, shifted it's not what it was she watched the video like I don't want to do a lot of those things that I did I might have, they might have been like too too I don't know they just were it wasn't it wasn't like 
they were set out of um, like false energy levels or like that that momentum that had built up and that like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna change the world and do all these things right but that wasn't that was more like because I felt that I should instead of like the authentically like how can I utilize my skill set to be the best person that I can and, and I've touched the most lives and what are my true goals we, and we talked about this a lot we're doing that here tonight we're doing that on a weekly basis so like you got back into school you're kind of working a little bit, still active in your fellowships and still active like in the recovery circles on the reservation. Um, where do you see this thing going? What do you, what are the goals? What is the, cause it's kind of like, I've heard a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I, there's, there's not a lot of, I don't know. What are, what where do you want it to go? I guess um, just wherever it takes me. Um, you know, I think my goals change. Like I'm right now, like I'm in school, but like um, I'm thinking about changing my major. There's something else I want to do. There's like a ton of things that like I want to do, but you know, part of me like I don't know where it comes from, but like I'm super indecisive. So when I do my make my mind up about something, like I've thought long and hard about like what little steps I need to take and how I'm gonna get there. And you know, uh, my mind is just like all over the place all the time. I just don't wanna physically like be all over the place all the time. Like I want, I want what I want. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I can't give you a firm answer because it's probably gonna change next year or so yeah would you say that um it's little goals you know that like i set and like i achieve mm -hmm. and i'm just like well you know it's taken me a little bit longer than some people and that's fine but i'm four years in on a but time degree, is time bro. is time is that that thing Ten years like, later yeah Next thing you know, you have a boyfriend. You're going to be a career college student. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Me too. I mean, honestly, I I don't. Sometimes I'm like, I got a million things that I want to accomplish. but um, It's hard to prioritize those. Yeah. And like put the, because you, if you don't put full, uh, enough effort or enough energy into the nothing will ever get done and you'll have a bunch of half completed tasks All or right. jobs. But at least they're started. Yeah. They are. But you gotta finish them. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> like your like there your, is no finish line. There is but no, no finish line. Like, like your blackboard assignments. Oh, oh gosh! I wish you hadn't brought that up. Yeah, I my, love my blackboard assignments. Don't you? <laughs> love them. So, um, I know that. Uh, I mean, like, uh, what are some short-term goals? You know, I want. I know you said you're very indecisive. But instead of thinking long term, then what is some short? What are some short term goals that you have? Like, like literally, get my closet in my room painted and get my clothes hung up. <laughs> like, I mean, that I finally got back into my now room. You got your own room, and that's pretty cool. Um, I thought Carter was gonna stick it out with me, and he's not. I mean, I have like little bitty goals <laughs> that like are around me, 
that I feel like I have to do. I don't know. Is it obsessive? I mean, I'm not obsessing over drugs anymore. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm still obsessing Mm -hmm. over stuff. And you're still continuing to like. Learning. And, you know, like what you said, like about, you know, you felt like you weren't learning for such a long time. Like I felt like everything to me was a lesson. Like my eyes were, I mean, they might've been wide open at the time, but like, I mean, they were really wide open and I was just watching and learning and. You know, I don't think you should ever stop learning. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing that, I mean, you know, to always remain teachable. You know, no matter every day, I'm learning something. And and that's a blessing, you know, at least to, to be able to see that um, we get the opportunity to learn from it. It's not like it's, you make a mistake or something happens, then boom, it's like the end of the world no you get to look at that situation and take take it for what it's what it is and then what can i do to learn from it you know and just move forward right keep on moving oh wow hi (coughs) hey what's up (laughs) y'all are you full glad to be here (laughs) nice of you to yeah i had to go get some gum you know so i wasn't knocking y'all down with With your nuclear my nuclear nuclear breath breath. (laughs) turn my thing on it here y'all please yeah, right here. <coughs> check, check. Should be on, you know? Oh, no. no. Nothing? Oh, no, what? Mm-mm. No gum. What? The gum. While I fix that, what? Tell me. <laughs> while, check, I fi- check. while I fix that, I'm going to fix it. While I fix it, tell me what it was like for you to witness her growth and her transformation. All her right, child. here we go. Now we're getting you've to been, it. You've been waiting all day for me to ask you this question, haven't you? <laughs> I know she has. So we uh we got some we got some people on list. This is interesting. Oh actually. yeah, it is. <laughs> so uh you know I can I can only talk from my perspective. I can't talk from you know how how Bianca was think thinking acting or feeling at the time. But um <clears throat> I don't know. You know Bianca was uh no I still can't hear nothing. Um, you know, when I come out, and I think I rub people the wrong way a lot of times, just because of how I, <laughs> how I, maybe, I, I upset the card a lot of times, and I, you know, and maybe this is my, my perception of things, but I feel like people get comfortable a lot of times, and, and where they're at, and so just the level of passion and zeal and how I'm outspoken and, and I think that that kind of upsets people a little bit yeah and uh and I don't mean to at all that's just you know that's how I am it's it's out of kindness yeah it's out of love and and and, and encouraging you know an encouraging way and and uh so without all that being said I feel like you know coming into recovery um obviously Bianca and, and Caitlin and their whole <clears throat> their whole clique of friends was already established at the time and and I was just trying to find my place, you know what I mean? And and uh Bianca, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well <laughs> What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> Answer it. Come on. No. I can't I can't talk about what you are you coming from. So Bianca, when Caitlin and I got together I felt like there was some resentments build up, some bitterness. Oh yeah, from a lot of bitterness. And I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. And I still don't understand to this day where it come from. Yeah, like I didn't do anything to Bianca 
at all to for her to feel that way and i'm still like searching for that <laughs> i don't know i just felt like i was just like who is this guy trying to take like one of our friends like i just i don't know i mean that's i mean down to like the foundation of it that's probably like a lot of what it had that, to do that was that was I, it that was it because like we had our little girl tribe established i mean like one of us might have had, like, you know, been in a relationship with somebody, but, you know, that was... Yeah, you was in a relationship at the time. Yeah, I was. She's locked out. You better get your lioness. In the back and get that door. Um, in the short period of time that I've known you, Bianca, which you can open the one behind you, dude. Um, Who's going back there? In the short <laughs> period of time that I've known you, like, I would, I would say that that's just, like, a part of... Ripping the Band-Aid off. Ripping <laughs> the Band-Aid off. But, like, you know, like, there's, like, certain levels, like, um, you're very aware of your emotions, but they, uh, you have a short fuse. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I'm very patient. <laughs> I am very patient. Depending on the circumstances. Sometimes. Um, and so, like, it doesn't take a whole lot for you to, like, question, like, what's happening. And like your vocal, which is good. That's passion. That's like, you're not going to let somebody take advantage of you. You're not going to let somebody hurt you. You're going to probably you've learned through these programs and your, pro, your program and spiritual principles that like, um, your well-being, your family's well-being is of a priority. And you're not going to allow people to take, to take advantage of you. And like Caleb said, like the, the way he's direct with people, he gets a bad rap for some of the ways that he, chooses to uh, I don't want to say hold people accountable but to be direct and like challenge people to grow I don't I don't even and know so, if this was when like he was like that though this was I don't even know I was like that since the first when I first got out really um, you know another thing too and and I've thought about and I've shared it. I've shared it at different places, various places. At the time, I was drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, I'm I'm off of I'm off of meth and and heroin and pills and all that. So I could drink if I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I, I want. I'm I'm a grown man. I'm going to do me. <laughs> and so that that's what that's my mindset at the time. And then I, and then you know, God started dealing me with dealing on dealing with me about these things and and he got to a point to where i realized like my actions wouldn't line up lining up with my goals Mm -hmm. the things that i was doing wasn't lining up with being a good leader wasn't lining up being with a a good a, a spiritual leader in my household you know my family and a good christian man and and so i caught myself you know drinking on going to bars and stuff and i'm like this you know this isn't I'm losing myself again, mm-hmm. you know, and the next thing I know, I might be <laughs> strung out again. So a few months after, you know, I was going, I was already dealing with this, you know, in my own, in my own head and everything and, and starting to uh, step away from that lifestyle and, and separating myself from, from the people, you know, places and things of drinking and stuff. And, and I realized like I, I want to be that leader in my community. And I can't do it if I'm sitting up at the bar, mm-hmm. you know. And so I started, Caitlin and I, we was, we was together at the time unofficially. 
And uh, <laughs> no, no, we had just became we had just became official. And I remember being down at um, <clears throat> what race was it? We was at a race, Emerald Isle, Emerald Isle Marathon, my first marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it the day before the race or the day after? <laughs> that Bian- so Bianca puts me on blast. No, it was the day before. Oh, because we went to we went to the we went to Dick's Sporting Goods that night, and we were sitting in a parking lot talking about this. So it was the day before, and it seems like every time I go into a big <coughs> race, something will happen, mm-hmm. something to try to throw off my energy, you know. And I was, I was just, I was kind of laughing. Like I think Caitlin was more mad than I was. I was just like, this don't surprise me at all. But then I got to thinking, you know, like, what if that was God using Bianca as a vessel to talk to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. so I think about that. I think about those things a lot of times, you know, because. The Bible said only a fool hates correction. And so that's exactly what was happening there. Somebody was coming to me, correcting me. And a lot of times the miracle, just because it don't look like we think it should look, we don't look at it as a miracle. So I look at, you know, now, hindsight, Bianca was, I mean, God was speaking, you know, to me through Bianca about drinking and holding me accountable and everything. <laughs> now, would I like to would I like to, to be in a different way? Absolutely. But at the same time, when he tries to get your attention, you know, it's not going to be. It ain't up to you, brother. It's just gentle, you know what I mean? Right. It ain't so, up to you. Um, so by that point, though, I'd, I'd been quit drinking for, for a little while now, a few, a few weeks. Actually, I think, like, I don't know the exact day, but it was February when I took my last drink yeah. and, and you, smoked my. I mean, last, you were very, you know, or dip, you know, took a last dip of skull and all that. Stuff. You were very like honest about that entire experience. Yeah, it had to be. Like you weren't hiding it from. <laughs> yeah. You, you ain't talk- gonna sit at the bar at the casino and be like, well, I ain't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you had talked to me about it, like yeah. even while we, because we had kind of started this adventure already at that point. And you were very open about it. You weren't hiding anything from. Yeah. Well, you know the same thing could, happened to me. Like, could it? So Bianca's Bianca's calling me out on this. On this, uh, this is in January, no, February, right? We wasn't at Emerald Isle. We wasn't at Emerald Isle. Is the, okay. po- is the post still up? Had the boys? Yeah, so. yeah. We were. The post is still up. It is. Yeah, it was in March. I had been I'd been quit drinking by uh, in February at that time, and so I was just like, I have you know, I hadn't been drinking in almost a month. I think I said at that time. <laughs> And uh, so I, I was talking to the kids at the school a few weeks after this in April. And one of the boys, no, excuse me, it was around this time. Same around, so I, I, quit, I quit drinking and quit dipping around the same time. And so one of the middle school boys comes up to me after I make his speech about, you know, uh, drugs and everything. And he was, he went up, he came up to my nephew, actually. And he was like, your uncle says he's off drugs, but how come he's dipping skull? And so Ooh. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's 13, 14, uh, then there again, you know, like, I want to be the best leader I can. And if I, if I have to quit listening to trap music and all this gangster rap and all this different, you know, and lead the kids down the right path and, and, and stop dipping skull and stop drinking, then that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If that makes me a better leader and I can, I can reach more people, you know, I'll become, I'll, I'll become all things to all men to win some. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Thank you, Bianca. Well, thanks, Caleb, <laughs> you heard for putting that? me on spot, y'all. You heard Blast that? Blast on NC Raw. <laughs> thanks. I don't think that's what I, that's not no. what I heard. I heard a I heard a lot of gratitude and appreciation for that. That was yeah. very Re- sweet. Reflecting back now, a year later. Um. So, you <laughs> remained active 
<coughs> in the com- recovery center and the recovery community on the reservation? <coughs> That's a question. <coughs> She's choking. You I'm have- dying. Okay. You have remained active in like the recovery center on the res and like the things that like recently, no, just like, you know, we were kind of like talking about like that transition for you, that, that, that the progression through like going through, going through mother town, getting associated with tarot, helping your friends out, being of service and like, kind of like moving along. Is that something that. Definitely, I think, like, still hanging out, like, at the recovery center. Like, if I'm if I'm going through some things, like, and I don't feel comfortable telling everybody, yeah, I'll go to the recovery center and, you know, talk to my peer support, uh, do walk-in clinics. I mean... I just think that, it, like, well, I guess what is, what is the recovery center for those that are listening that don't know? Okay. What, what is Anna Laniski? What is it? Anna Laniski has um, a recovery center in the front part. Uh-huh. Of the building, and they have different classes, um, writing classes. They had uh, smoking cessation classes a while back, which were, you know my quit date was November twenty seventh, but it, really? didn't, it didn't work out. But she quit. <laughs> She's, she hasn't smoked in like a month now. Nope. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah. For real. So little bitty changes, I guess. Um, they have all kinds of classes. I think they had like turkey language class like on Fridays, which is super cool. Um, I feel I definitely feel like anytime I get around the language, am I swinging too much? No, just, <laughs> you're fine. I feel hey. like anytime I get around the so culture, just don't even, yeah, don't us. even pay attention to all this stuff. For real, <sighs> just talk. Kaylin's got a blanket. You call him? Yeah, <laughs> he will co- we'll cover you up and see if that helps. Oh, that way you're okay. kind of like invisible to everybody. Oh, <laughs> but like, um, I really thought like the turkey language classes like were really cool. Because I feel like the cultural aspect of it, like, I just felt like such belonging, you know, just with anything cultural. <coughs> um, sometimes I get to clean the the new academy in Cherokee. So I'm around the language, and I'm just like, hey, what's this mean? What's that mean? You know, and I'll pop in, and I'll ask questions while I'm standing there sweeping and stuff. Like, and I just, hmm. you know, I feel so, like, I a, don't know, a, a part of it. A part of the culture. Yes. To and where, I, like... I long for it. Years ago, it wasn't even on your radar. Well, I mean, I always thought it was cool and stuff, but, like, I never really, like, put no mind into it, like, actions or actually, like, sit down and, like, try to start learning. So, that's why I talk. I'm nervous. I go go by there all the time. Recovery Center. I went by Mm -hmm. there today, actually. I just think that, like, because of, like, what what they're doing for the community and it's still, like, somewhat (coughs) new, you know, a few, being around for a few years, what, three or four years, if that, two? It's been longer than that. Five? It's been longer than that, hasn't Mm -hmm. it? I just think that, like, because, like, there's such a, like, an influx of people like you guys who are doing great that it's important for y'all to be up in there and, like, showing these new people that, like, hey, like, we came through here and, like, look at what we're doing now. Right, right. Like, we had, didn't we? But we not intimidating, though. No, <laughs> but I mean, it's hard not to be, you know, because a lot of times that they they do look like they look at calm down. They look at things like that and they get scared. They're like, I ain't no way, you know, I can't even, I can barely get through a day. How am I supposed to get back in? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like today when I went by there, um, Michelle Ferrick said it was a record. There was twenty twenty one people in there today. 
awesome. in SAT. Woo. So that's the most that they've ever had. And so just listening to everybody go around the room and sharing everything, and um, it's a totally different environment than when we come through there. You know, a lot of them are just, uh, I think a lot of them are, are still struggling with, with um, being able to speak about things. Mm-hmm. You know what like I mean? Talk like talk openly. Because we live in a culture, like as Native Americans, where we're taught to not talk about things. Right. And we you don't know? look people in the eyes. Right. We hold our heads down. And just seeing that go around the room, you know, and, and everybody just like when you check in and you're doing the medicine wheel and, and you're supposed to check in mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and everybody's like, I'm good on all those. Pass the stick. I'm good on all those. Pass the stick. I'm good on, you know, I'm like, come on, y'all, let's open up. Like, that's how we heal, mm-hmm. you know, and just seeing that. Because I know when we was in there, I don't know about you, Bianca, but I'd be sharing everything. Like, yeah. I was everything. the same way. <laughs> For real. Like, I need to stop having sex. I need to stop doing this. <laughs> like, I <need> like <laughs> For real. I mean, and, and just I, whenever I do go in there, I try to encourage that stuff as much as I can. Yeah. <clears throat> but it is a good thing. It was, it was cool to see that many people in there today. I just really appreciate, like, the gift of desperation because um, I'm pretty sure early in recovery, like, everybody knew my whole entire story, like, without a- having to ask for it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, w- I was just so ready just to, like, dump it, just get rid of it, you know, put it out in the light so it wouldn't be that dark anymore. Oh, I love it. Yes. Come on, girl. Nerves. Can't do it. <laughs> she just said she was dumping her story out. And we I can't, know. Even, we can't get it. <laughs> we can't get it. get it out of, out of her. We can't get it. Um. <clears throat> so now you're making <laughs> money moves, making no. changes in your life. <laughs> like no. you've had. You've had um, support of your family, right? Like, I think it's important to give them some love at home, some family support. Yeah. My family was completely important. Um, I remember, like, way back in active addiction, like, I tried to go to, like, a little self-help, like, support group and stuff. And, I, you know, I'd mentioned it to one of my family members, and they're like, you don't need that. And I'm like, What? Like, you don't know, like, I need it, I need it. And now it's just crazy because I remember, um, you know, when I did graduate from SAT class, um, my grandpa actually come to the graduation and, like, he shared and, like, cried in front of everybody. I was like, oh, my gosh. He's he's adorable. I love that man. Adorable. Yeah, he is. He's adorable. You know him? Poppy's awesome. Is that Alexa? It's Siri. Siri? Uh, yeah. Talking to it's me? probably Poppy. <laughs> Pop listening. <laughs> but um, family support was a big thing. Um, Even like to this day, though. Like, like it has yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at times, you know, <sighs> it was suggested that like I stopped going to so many like, mm-hmm. like self-help support groups or whatever. And, you know, I tried that, but like there was just so much stuff that like... It's not that I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable talking to them about. I just knew that they couldn't relate, like, cause they're they, they're not addicts. Like, I just didn't feel comfortable talking, like, about it. And if I did, then there was like always like, a little bit of judgment and like opinions and. What's well, something that comes up in like every person's story that we talk to is like earning that trust back. It's like, the, you know, like they're allowing you to reside in their home. 
your grandparents. Yes, and like with your decorate son. my room. Yeah, <laughs> but they're like they've allowed you to reside in their home throughout all of this, right? Right. And at some point in the story, like I'm sure the majority of that trust was gone. Oh, it was right? it was completely gone. Yeah. But not I mean not completely because they let they gave you that roof. <sighs> and so like it has been a s- slow process over the last two years to like regain that trust to the point where like you know they're watching Carter right now for you to come here and do this thanks Danny and Pop right thanks Danny and Pop thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) come up with Caleb's very me and Carter are we beef we be beef y'all must be a lot alike (laughs) there's a picture of him on your shoulders from last night it didn't look like you were consenting. Yeah. How did he get up there? He wanted a fun horse to be on. He was trying to ride him like a horse. He was. He was like, giddy up, horsey, giddy up. Oh, my gosh. And I might have told him that Caleb was the horse. And he <laughs> you do. Steve you always instigate with the kids. They not can be perfectly fine. Not at all. Yeah, I was instigated. I tell you, man, it, it, he's a lot of fun, you know. Like <laughs> he's a good kid. He's a lot of fun. We ha- he has his moments. Um, we all do. At, at my house, but like, I was kind of like getting at like, throughout that, throughout that process, you've been living there. Like you started off on the couch. Yeah. How did you start right? staying there again? Like, how did that? Did we all <sighs> discuss this? Like. We did not discuss it. Like um, for me, I came out of jail and I was like, "Mom, I need. I'm on house arrest. I need to come to your house." And she said, "Open her door." But you know, I'm sure it was different for you. It it was really different. Um, let's see. I had like a. Fa- I guess I'll just go through the story. I had a failed attempt of like getting clean um, a couple months before like I my actual final clean date, and. Um, you know, I guess in my mind, like, I just wasn't done using, like, I was just like, well, you know, maybe I'm good for one last go around. So, like, I went out and I got high again. And I ended up um, in Bryson City. Hi, Bryson City. Sorry for all of that. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, go ahead. And, um, you know, I was, I was living on top of a hill. I had no power. I had no water. Um... It was after Carter's birthday. Um, I was told to leave the property. I was told to never, ever come back there. So I left there, and, you know, I went with a friend, a friend, and, um, you know, another one of my friends ended up coming and get me because Carter was sick, and he really wanted me. So Pop come and got me. Um, the place, like the hotel that I was staying at, you know, like my friend called and said, oh, I got kicked out of there. We can't go back there. And I was just like, man, what am I going to do? You know, because I knew my grandparents were just like, we're done. You know, we can love you from a distance, but that's it. You know, because I know I did a lot of damage, a lot of damage. Sometimes I'll just be sitting in their presence and like a flashback. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. And like the same thing with my mom and everybody else. But my grandpa got up out of the chair and um, he closed the door and locked it. He said, you're not going anywhere. So lo and behold, I went to jail right after that because I left the county and I didn't tell my probation officer, but she was amazing. Um, I did go to jail and my grandpa bonded me out of jail. I was like, whoa. He said he wasn't ever going to do that. Um, (laughs) And, 
you know, like, when I was in jail that time, like, I wasn't, like, beating myself up. Like, I, I, I would literally, like, bounce my head off the wall in the jail cell because I could not stand, like, the confined space. Prior to this experience. Prior to that experience. Like, I mean, they would have to watch me because I just... Did you get put in the turtle suit? <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. Did you really? <laughs> no. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I was I was not allowed to be alone like and they had to watch me like constantly. Right. I mean I wasn't violent towards them. Just towards yourself. Just towards myself like I couldn't stand like the confinement and just you know not knowing like what was going on like it, it just freaked me out so bad. Um so where where was I? At? Oh yeah, pop come and got me. Um while I was there all I could think about was damn, I want to miss my group tonight. Like, I, I really want to get out and get back there. So, I mean, I ended up on the couch from, you know, my poppy closing the door and locking it behind me, not letting me out. And you're still there. I'm still here. Yeah, still there with, with them. Yes. Trans- with Carter. Transition from the couch <laughs> to your own room. It's amazing. Right? I didn't ever think it's it like, was going to happen. Yeah. Um, what was... <clears throat> What was that like progression of earning the trust back? Like, like baby steps, little yeah. moments of following through with what you said you were going to do. Like, cause I talked to a lot of people in early recovery and kind of like I was talking about my own story in the beginning is that like, I'm so gung ho about making all these changes and doing all these things. And so like many people tend to think that because I'm, doing all these right things, doing all these things correctly, like right now, these little steps that like they, it doesn't seem to be moving as fast as they would like it to. Like that, earning that trust back. Like they're um, sort of like, oh gosh, I'm enrolled in school now and I'm doing all the things. I'm taking care of my kids and I'm doing all this stuff. But like, we should have done, already been doing that. Yes, of course, you know, of course. You don't get, like brownie points from like yeah. doing the shit that you're supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. So what was that like? I don't know. Like in active addiction, um, I think like the time, like it just absolutely flew by like the whole freaking time. But now that like, you know, I'm clean, I'm in recovery. Um, it just seems like it's dragging by, but it feels like it's been a lifetime. And, I mean, it just, it's like slow, super slow. Um, and the progression, like, for the trust and stuff. Um, after, you know, and I don't like getting hung up on, like, the past and stuff, but, like, after I wa- like after I did what I did, like, I don't know if that trust to ever even be, like, half of what it was. You know, like, they tell me that they're proud of me and, like, they love me and stuff like that, but at the same time, like, you know, you can't forget, like, the things that I did even though, like, I was not in the right mind. And I don't know if that's guilt from my side or if that's just like precautions. Precautions from them. But, um, you know, there's still times that like, I don't know. Like it just seems kind of iffy. Like the waters are just like a little rocky still. I don't know if that made sense. Well, I'm going to rebuke that in the name of Jesus because God can restore it all, girl. I mean, we know that. You know what I mean? He can restore everything that... The enemy took from us during those years and give it back to us tenfold relationships, friendships, f- 
finances, jobs. Don't get me preaching right now. But, I mean, it, you know what I mean? Just time. Just time. Keep doing what you're doing. Time. It's that thing again. Effort, time. Pure intentions. You know, like <clears throat> living by those spiritual principles. Um, and because we've done these things, these, like, positive things, these changes in our life, we expect, like... And not going back. Not going back. Not going back. Yeah. That's that's the I main mean, thing. Cause and, and finding out, you know, finding how to, to let truly let go of that guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Because if, you know, you're still dragging it behind you, you know, it's like you keep looking back. You keep looking back and you're not... You have focus on what's in front of you. I think that that's a lot of what she's saying right now is what you feel or see. What do you think? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, um, wait, hold on. What What, what you you're talking about, that guilt, and that underlying guilt. Yeah, and like we Even can the say stuff- that we don't, you know, like we've let it go, but truly, have mm-hmm. we let it go? In, I don't think you ever have to- completely. Like, it's like a continual process, like moment, literally but moment I mean, by that's, moment. But, I mean, that's what you learned from, like, you know, I that's what I learned from like when I'm sitting there talking to him and like I'll have one of those painful flashbacks I'm just like man you know I ought to be really super grateful right now and like just enjoy this time no matter like Mm -hmm. (laughs) whose attitude is like winning in the room Carter always (laughs) or what's going on you know like I just I have to I have to remind myself that I have to remain present like in the moment and just you know work through it the the fucking feelings I said it (laughs) I've got to, you know, I got to get through them. Like, I can't numb them anymore. Like, I've tried shopping. It don't work. Like, I just buy a bunch of crap I don't need. (laughs) Eating, like, until I can't breathe anymore. Like, that doesn't ever feel good. Like, I don't know. There's just certain things that, like, I can't fill myself with, like, things from outside. Like, it's got to, I've got to, like, learn and grow. Worldly things. From the inside. I just made a post about this, Beyonce. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> what? You don't Yesterday. follow Caleb McCoy? <laughs> I know. What? I think you're muted for like 30 days. <coughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my goodness. But not really. But I did, I did make but the post. But I love you. I but you're tell. muted. So She's lying. About what? She's lying. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> you really want to get in this no, right now? No, 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 no. Don't you get clicking around on well, your computer? Tell her what the post is about. I'm yeah. just trying to feel. I want to read it to you right now. Okay, read it to us. Are you ready? No. Since we're spiritual beings in a physical body, <clears throat> how are you treating your spirit? Are you scratching and trying to satisfy it financially? thinking if you just got that job or had that certain dollar amount in your checking account, you'd be happy. Or you laying in the bed with someone God never meant for you to be with. Go on and look at them. Go on and look at them. I oh, know, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and ask yourself, is this the one God has for me? Still got that needle in your arm while living on couch to couch. No true family or friends. And you've isolated yourself from people who tr- truly care about you. That was me. Getting smashed at the bar or club, sleeping, sleeping with anyone who will look you, who will look at you the right way? I know I used to. Smoking weed and can't hold down a good job. Listening to trap music while talking like the devil himself while your kids are watching. Nope, not anymore, devil. Your flesh is making you a mess, and you have no peace in your life because your spirit is hungry and thirsty, thirsty for God. 
and the things he has planned for you. Stop trying to scratch and fill with human solutions. It'll never work. You'll always be searching. Well, something that always comforted was comforting to me was, um, you know, that nothing of this world can comfort me. And, like, I kind of understand that. But, like, I just want things, like, around me, like, the people around me just to be a little more comfortable. And so when, yeah, I might be dragging that guilt and shame around like it's mine to carry. But, I mean, it reminds me of, like, damn, you know, don't do that. Like, and I, I still can't think, like, for the world of me, like, why I did the things that I did. Like, it just... It hurts, you know, and I guess I can obsess about it if I want to. And I'll just, I'll let go of the guilt and the shame when I'm ready to. (laughs) Do you obsess about it? (coughs) Huh? Do you obsess about it? I obsess about a lot of things. Do you? Overthinking. I think. You, Rob. (laughs) Go on on to say that again. Uh, Go on to say it again. No. (laughs) Um, I think what what really helped me a lot is like, and just in life in general, but specifically with this topic, is that like. Meditation? Well, yeah, absolutely. Or what, what I learned through my meditation is that, um, like, there's so many things that will happen to me in my life that I will not... Have control over? Yeah, or have the answers to. I was having this conversation Boom. with a friend today on the phone, and she was just like, she was like, um, a classmate, and she was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going through so much stuff, and like, I know what I need to do to get back on track, but I just can't do it. She's like, and like, I'm working with like, sitting with my emotions and feelings, but like, I don't know why I feel sad. I don't know why I'm feeling depressed. I don't, and I'm like, listen, like that is how. I don't know. I think our body, like our muscle memory, just like it remembers like basketball, like, you know, how you like shoot ball and stuff. Like, I think your body remembers like going through all that trauma Mm -hmm. and like certain times, like I think it like remembers like, and it had, like it itself like has flashbacks. I mean, it was for doing sure. it for so long. Yeah, for sure. But I think that like it's okay to like sit with that for a little bit. Yeah, and, like, it just it just fucking sucks. It does. <laughs> but to feel it, like what it, what does it feel like? It hurts, but like mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt forever. Doesn't. And like that's that's like water in the seeds. But it still sucks. Right? It's like sitting with it <laughs> and truly feeling it instead of like avoiding it and pushing it away and like suppressing it. Like it's down there. That's that thing that happened to me. On the back burner. Those are those Nobody thing- ever talks about. Those are those things that I did, but that's not me anymore. So they're just like over here and I'm, I'm this person now. But um, what I was telling her is that like telling my friends that like it's okay to not know the answers. Like you don't, it's not a problem to be solved. You're sad today. What does it feel like to be sad? Like, how do you feel? What does it feel like? Your mind wants to solve the problem. Why am I sad? But it, it doesn't matter. Obsessing over stuff. That's how we are. We're wired to solve problems. Like hunter gatherer thing. Like that's that's we've done that forever. Human existence, right? Solve problems. Go out, get food, gather, kill, whatever. <laughs> and so, it doesn't matter why you're feeling sad. Like that's not the problem to be solved. Feel the sadness. What does it feel like, right? Like, how does it feel to be sad? It's not what we go through. It's how we deal with it. Yeah. It's not what happens to us. It's how we feel about it. And she, at the end of the conversation, she's like, Steve, you're right. Like, I'm, I'm wasting my time. She's like, I know what I need to do. I need to start going back to meetings. I need to do this. I need to do that. What worked in the beginning? What worked in the beginning? I have a question. <clears throat> for so who? For, this is just for the whole, the whole podcast here. 
Well, not everybody online. Just who, who's here? Well, if anybody wants to comment, <laughs> anybody wants to comment. Thanks for exclu- excluding yeah, our exc- audience. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I didn't make. Yeah, we're yeah, grace and forgiveness. I love. We you got all. you. We love you, buddy. I love you. All. <laughs> um, You're amazing. Inspired. <laughs> so, you know, we talked to Casey Cooper about generational trauma yeah. and stress mm-hmm. and stressors and things like that, and how those things will affect our kids, affect our family, the, the people that's around us, if it's affecting us. So whenever we carry that guilt and shame, I want, I want you to just put yourself in a hypothetical situation. I don't even like doing hypotheticals, but this is very... <laughs> I can't tell. This is very... <laughs> this is, no, for real, this is very real. I mean, because most likely it's, it's going to happen. There's going to be a time in Carter's life that he's going to feel guilt and shame at some point. Do you want him to keep carrying it around saying, I'm just going to keep carrying this, I'm going to keep carrying this, or are you going to be like, son, don't do that? If you know it's destroying him like it's hurting you, how are you going to go to him and say, don't carry it whenever you're carrying it? Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, just setting that example, like, because you don't have to carry it, Bianca. I understand that, but, like, I also think that, like, I'll arrive... There's a lot of resistance with me. There is a lot. Like, I'm like a brick wall. There is. <laughs> he can we attest know. to that. <laughs> y'all, all y'all know that. But I don't know. I think, like, in time, like, when I do let it go and stuff, like, I mean, it's, it's not just some, I've carried it around for how long was I in active addiction? Like, how much fucked up shit did I do? Like, I, I just feel like when the time's ready, I let it go. Have you ever seen Lori Clancy do her little backpack analogy? No. She goes. It's like a jar, like with rocks and yeah. like. She goes up on stuff. stage. She goes up on stage to I do this presentation. I love Lori Clancy too. <laughs> I love Lori Clancy. And I love her, but I'm resisting her and running re- from her. Resisting more things. So and you you resist Lori too? Okay. She resists. It's not she, just y'all. She resists making that commitment to going back <laughs> to really hitting it. She goes up on stage and she has this like big like um, like uh, army backpack, big backpack, you know, something that the service members would carry <laughs> in the field. Yeah. And she's like, every one of these. Um, traumatic experiences is like putting one brick in the backpack then you put another brick in the backpack and another brick in the backpack and another next thing you know you're walking around with like 50 pounds on your back how many more bricks can you fit in that backpack oh let's see before you ain't moving no more before you ain't going anywhere so what do you got to do you got to unpack the backpack you got to take the take them out mm-hmm. right how do yeah. you do that you acknowledge it you oh. Physically, God, <laughs> or God, yeah, that, that's a that's a part of the process. Awareness that's it. is like, key, or just take it out and chuck I it mean, in the woods for real. But that's what you know. Does that make that makes sense to me? Like I can see that. I can absolutely like that's visual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, you're carrying that big that burden, like you're dragging it uh-huh. behind you, and that you know, you, sometimes you might even look back to see if it's still back there, and, and it, like I said, that's distracting you from looking forward. I just received what Rachel Taylor was talking about. She said she's chopped liver over here. You want to give Rachel Taylor some? Oh love? my gosh, <laughs> Rachel, we love you. We had a good. That was a good night last night. Except Queen yes. Carter was beefing. That was yeah. I that think was fun little, last night. It was. That was tons it was a good time. idea. I'm glad. Good that, food. You want the spoon? I'm getting the spoon okay. for cake. Um, mm. we, had our, we had our Super Bowl party. No. We had our Super Bowl what? party last night, and there was like ten to twelve people showed up. 
Mm-hmm. I think everybody that showed up brought a dish. The food was good. <laughs> I think Caitlin worked the hardest. Caitlin worked the hardest. I, I did. That she took a long subs time. She put us a double hey, that work took a on long that. Time, okay. Say bye to the cake. Bye, cake. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm eating NC Raw's birthday cake. She's eating the birthday cake. But yeah, it was a good time. I was uh it was good fun, you know, just getting a kickback, yeah. not having to do therapy, you know, just Nom. just hanging out and enjoying ourselves, you know, um, just watching a game, kick back. It didn't yeah. have to be like, well, what's your goals for today or anything <laughs> like that. It was cool just to just to chill out. What, and what girl? What goals are you crushing today? I was like, I was like, I was just joking around. I was like, come on, what's like Caleb? What kind of workout workout does Caleb have planning for us for halftime? I, I know, <laughs> but it was good. It was like good fellowship, yeah. good friends, Eating like this. Yeah, serious food. Um, Rachel Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> righteous Rachel. And righteous. She, she's actually made me very proud. She sits next to me in one of my classes. Really, Don't and she's me. she's very. Um, there's this whole other side of the cake. Uh-uh. Right? Rachel's very organized. She's like detail oriented. Oh, yeah. She's on top of her stuff. Yeah. Like, to the point where she's like I'm very getting very organized. I'm getting feedback from Lori, like in our one on one meeting. She's like, Yeah, Rachel's on it. Rachel and Melina. They're both like super organized. Killing it. Killing it. I'm not Killing organized. It. And you're gonna be yet. there one day. You're gonna be there one day too. Um, but with a messy desk. <laughs> one thing, and that's okay. What do you see? All I'm those different. Hire Rachel to be my tutor. <laughs> tutor, my secretary. My hand. My I need planner. her to be yeah, a handler. <laughs> my handler. My schedule. A tamer. My personal yeah. assistant. Lion tamer. <laughs> um, while Bianca's eating the cake, let's uh, let's get into a little bit of this Oklahoma trip, man. Y'all just got back. Mm. All right. Can all I, right. Can I? What? Can I? You ate your what? chicken no. tenders. Why? Oh, eat. Yeah, yeah, yes. go ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to okay. see you eat chicken tenders in one hand and cake in the other. No, I want a chicken tender. Um. Bring me a chicken tender. No, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so now she's putting resistance towards you. <laughs> hey, shout out! I live with this, him, man. This, this blanket came from Oklahoma, actually. Right. So for my birthday, thank you, Denise. She gave that to me for my birthday. While we were in Oklahoma. (coughs) Oklahoma was awesome. It's like like we were talking about out there. They weren't, you know, we're not visitors out there anymore. We're family. Yeah. It was uh, one. Go ahead, baby. Uh, So we we left on the sixteenth, right? Yes, we left, started Started our journey driving out there. Uh, took the girls with us, Sweet Pea and Awe. They don't never get to go anywhere with us. And poor things. I put them through hell when I was in addiction. You know, staying up for a week at a time. Sweet Pea be sitting right beside me, going to sleep, trying to stay up with me. You know, so we able to now take them. Now they get to be recovery champs. Yeah, recovery us. champs now. <laughs> They went That's to the safe cool. house, got to chill there, tried to raise a little cane with the other dog <laughs> there. Shout out to Sarah and Neil and everybody at safe house. They're doing amazing work there. We got to go, uh, golly, we got to meet with the UKB leadership while I was out there, present it to them, the things that we're doing in Res Hope. The UKB is another band of Cherokee. Yeah. United Kadua band. There's United Kadua. Cherokee Nation and EBCI. Katua. So, Katua. They say Katua. 
Good yeah. day, work. <laughs> Anyways. That's, um, <laughs> that's how we say it out here. That's how we say it. Um, so we got to meet with the leadership there, and um, that was awesome. Um, I think some things will come of that. We got to present to them what Res Hope's doing out here. Um, show them this video that we haven't posted yet, but I don't know what's going to, if we're going to post that soon or what. Probably make some adjustments to it, but you know, just being able to sit in front of them and, and share the vision and, and talking about the recovery house, talking about you know the, the run to Oklahoma, what's coming up with the Pacific Coast Highway. You know, they're really interested in how to get something like that started out there. So, we, we already started that, those conversations, starting the conversation, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we got to go to Stillwell High School right after that, which is uh. Pretty much all Native American school, they have 87% of their students that's enrolled members. 100% subsidized lunches. Yeah, yeah so I was going to ask you, one of the things that you're talking to me about is the poverty level at that oh, particular so, listen, time. So, listen, they have night school in high school because the teen pregnancy rates have it's went up. So it's number one in the state. Yeah, the state and I've never heard of night school, like... Because the kids, they need to. Some of them need to work during the day to make money to take to provide for these kids. These or, kids or to wash the to kids because they can't afford the daycare right. or whatever. Yeah. So then the Steelwell's offering night classes just because they still want to graduate. They still want to get their education. Things like that. I mean, it's uh, the uh, so the poverty rate's number one, or no, no, no. The poverty rate's one of the highest in the state. The teen pregnancy rate is one of the highest in the state. And so being able to go in and share, you know, our testimony and, and our stories and, and the things that we're doing now in life and just being an inspiration, you know, to not, it transcends just recovery, you know, just being an inspiration to anybody that's sitting there listening to these things. And we got to make a presentation. We made four four presentations that day to each class from freshmen to seniors. And uh, so it was like 600 kids we presented to. And uh, I mean, it was just very well received out there. We um, go ahead, go ahead, eat all you want, drink it. <laughs> um, so we uh, we talked to the shout out to Mr. Tana Terman. Yes, out yes. there, he's the principal at Stillwell High School. He uh, is facilitating a, another trip where we're gonna go back out and what once a semester, right? Yeah, we're gonna start working with the kids once a semester. So. You know, that's pretty cool. Got to go to uh, Sequoia Chapel after that. I, oh, and most importantly, I got to speak the name of Jesus yeah. in a public school. So that was pretty cool because, uh, you know, that's what that's what our testimony and everything's about. <laughs> uh, we got to go to Sequoia Chapel after that. And, um, you know, and, and the thing about it is we've had... I had a few students reach out to me after that. Uh, I had even my cousin, she's going to uh, Sequoia Chapel, and she started messaging. Yeah, Sequoia High School. But she came when uh, later that night when we were up there giving her testimony. And, uh, I mean, God just used us as a mouthpiece. He did, and he. we were all, we were both able to, just, it just flowed. It just flowed so smooth. And anyways, my cousin, she she messages her mom, and her mom reaches back out to me, and she's like, hey, you know, telling me that her that she had got uh, 
inspired to share some of the things that she was going through, like dealing with depression. And, you know, and, and, and a lot of times that's where a lot of the things that that can that can cause or be, you know, the the outcome can be to start experimenting with drugs sometimes, you know, by, by bottling those feelings in and, and feeling those voids. Uh, so I definitely seen some, some of the people that we were talking to uh, get inspired for change. Uh, a lot of people started talking about how kids, talking about how their family members were going through it. And we got to pray with a lot of them. Actually, this boy... I mean, we had just got finished with our last presentation. Wow. He walks out of the, the cafeteria, right, goes down the hallway and gets a phone call. And we seen the teacher bring him back in. Like and he was less than five minutes later. He was crying. And uh, we were talking to some students. Well, finally, we got to go over there and, and see what was going on. And he had got a phone call as soon as he walked out that his friend in another state had overdosed and died. And he, I mean, he just poured himself out and was like, you know, it's so wild that you guys are here today talking about the things that you guys have been through. And I just lost one of my my best friends to drugs. And so, I mean, just, you know, what are the odds, you know? You guys are obviously there for a reason. Absolutely. Everybody kept asking, like, well, why are you staying in Steelwell? And I, I told Caleb this. I was like, there's a reason why. And... And that's where, I mean, that's where God led us to. We went to Tahlequah somewhat, but... We went to Tahlequah a lot. We put 2,500 2, miles on the truck. Dang, that one truck? Yeah. Dang. Dang, yeah. Mi- it was only so, like 800 driving out there. So a lot of, uh, yeah, so... We got to speak in several churches, which was amazing as well. And, you know, yeah. just seeing how the, the, the faith community out there... Oh, they, they turn up. Oh, I'm man, I'm telling you what. You. They don't sit there and say, well, we don't believe in speaking in tongues, or we're Methodist, or we're Pentecostal, so we're not talking. You know what I mean? They all just, you know, and it's all about Jesus out there. I mean, know, they were just, going just as hard as we were. And yeah, visionaries, shout out, guys. They came out multiple times on top of that, having to work, school, doing all this, that, and the third, and coming out and... You know, they, they, they believe in, in us. They believe in what God's doing and through us. You know, they they have that faith. And so they're coming out, showing up, and putting in their service work too. And it's so awesome. Yeah, they uh, we, we met a guy out there. I was actually speaking to the junior class, sophomore junior class, and, and I was talking about the, the removal ride, and I was saying something about how I didn't get to go on it. And... How we uh, I decided to run it because our people didn't didn't ride bikes anyways, and I, I was asking the students if they'd heard of the removal ride, and nobody raised their hand. I seen a guy in the back. He was an older gentleman. He raises his hand. So after the uh, after the uh, presentation's over, he comes up to me and he was like, "I just want to let you know that uh, I was one of the original removal riders." And so here I am bashing, you know, them riding bikes. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't know that had right. happened. So right, here, right in front of him. <laughs> right. So he comes up to me afterwards, and he's just like, man, you know, he lived with the Lakota Sioux in, in, in South Dakota on the Pine Ridge Reservation for a couple yeah. years. And uh, he learned how to read people, he said, right? Read their hearts, just how they speak and how they um, just talk and communicate with other people and everything. And, and he was like, I, I love you and sis's book. I love the book that I read. I love the way that you speak from the heart. 
and he, he'd been so he'd been all over the he's he been all over the world. Awesome stuff for real, so man. Good. It was it was it was awesome. He's been in Crenshaw with the Bloods and Crips doing street ministry. He's been down in Mexico where he found a, a small band of Native Americans. So he had to go through cartels to get to them. And so he's preaching Jesus, and they're, like, threatening to kill him and everything. He's been up Canada. And so he invited Caitlin and I to come and do a, a week-long, a five-day uh, mission trip out there on Pine Ridge. When Pine Ridge is averaging, like, six uh, suicides a month right now. It's one of the yeah. poorest counties in the in the country, if not the poorest. Yeah. And a lot of drug use, a lot of... Uh, I mean, Alcoholism. a lot of alcoholism. Yeah. How did this all this come about just after you completed the run to Oklahoma? Yeah. Like, yeah. what, they reached out? We, so t- we, no, we so talked about it on the run. We had talked about wanting to, we're like, we're going to come back out here and we're going to be able to, um, you know, well, first off, we had to get Res Hope you know, uh, get a foundation for Riz Hope. But we talked, I mean, you guys remember the Lion Talks? We had so many times where we were like talking about, well, what are we going to do after we get back? And that was one of the things we talked about was going back to Oklahoma to share what we're doing now, where we're at, all, you know, all of that. And then, but we never could figure out, well, how are we going to do that? And we talked to a couple people that kind of was like, well, yeah, we can... We'll get something going, but it it just didn't take off until Caleb had this. Uh, got a word, word from God, man. Got you know, and how many how many times do we get do we get a word from the Lord and we, we just don't, don't run with it? Yeah. So I was going down Raleigh, coming back from recovery coach training, and we had like Caitlin said, we had been trying to put this together. Nothing was ever taking off, and then uh, so I, as I'm coming back, this is like a few months after we try to put something together, just coming up the road, man, and, and I just get this. He's like, you know, God's speaking to my heart, and he's like, it's time now. And so I start reaching, literally start reaching out to people and make this group, and it grows to like 40-something people and within he a day or so. He calls me, right? He's, uh, you're on your way back I'm on my way from home recovery. from Raleigh on yeah, Friday. And on he's Friday. like, I got something. And I was like, all right, you know, let's hear it. And I've learned to uh, just go with it, just to trust it, you know, mm-hmm. just to have faith in it. Intuition? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... Intuition can kind of get you <laughs> not always. Uh, I don't want to say intuition. I, I just I have faith in, in when Caleb, you know, does get a word. It's usually right. And uh, he started telling me. And I, was me. Like, I got a word when I asked you to marry me. So I hope oh, it's right. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> but uh, so I was like, all right, let's do it then. You know, you reach out to the people that you think you need to, and we'll see how it goes. And and literally, like, five minutes later, he had a group made. And it just snowballed. Like, he just added a couple people in it, and it was like, boom, boom, boom. People started, oh, I'm going to add this person. I'm going to add that person. And then they started, it was like, oh, we need you guys to come here. We need you guys to come here. We've, we we know your story. We, you know, you guys need to come and, and spread some hope and inspiration here, and we need your strength here. And... It just, just everything. I mean, we were we were busy. There were Sundays when we nonstop. Yes. Um, did she tell you all about the about your wedding? What about my wedding? About your wedding? We done got married. No. You already got <gasps> what? What? <laughs> that would be no. no. <laughs> all right. We just we, had a little. <laughs> we beat you to it. Whatever. Uh, um, <laughs> <clears throat> now that's so that's what kind of started this whole thing. Oh yeah, so it is. It is. It is y'all's fault. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh-huh. he wanted a date, and she then. Was like, Guess who's got my date 
gonna be the date to the wedding. <coughs> oh, you're you're the date. Well, I hope so. No, but that's how <laughs> that that's how Bianca and Steve started. Oh. So that's how I ended up at this table. Yeah, that's where we started this conversation off tonight. I asked you how'd you end up at this table. See. Now we just answered the question. We're just and you already knew the answer. I know it, right? You guys got got us everywhere. Yeah. I was like, because we had this conversation on the podcast before. The last time I went to a wedding, I didn't show up because I, <laughs> yeah. I wound yeah. up in jail. And so <laughs> Please don't go to jail. I was like, had we had briefly been like talking and stuff. And I was like, hey, Bianca. I was like. What do you mean briefly been talking? We've been t- t- talking. I've been, I had been avoiding you yeah. for meditation <laughs> at school. That does not. That does not briefly talking. Wait, what talking. do you mean? You've been avoiding for meditation. Yeah. He I was had trying a, to I get you to come yes, meditate. Yes, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> to come to group. No, so no, because I, hey, I actually went to, <laughs> to come to group. Wow. Hey, hey babe. No. Hey, baby, you want to meditate? <laughs> no. Come meditate with me, Tom. That's not on my feet, baby. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> no. No, you. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'd been. I just try to get people to come because I want people to be active and involved and stuff. And I know. And she came. She showed up to meditation once. I don't even think I spoke to you like the first time I ever seen you, uh, like in person. Carter did. They though. were asking. They were all like, "Who's that? Who's that Steve guy? Who's that? Who's your friend? Who's, who's they? You. You. Uh-uh. Um. <laughs> she's about to get mad. Ain't it? Who's they? And so. <laughs> And so I was like, I was like, hey, you want to go? You want to be my date to the wedding? And she was like, yeah. And then we kind of started talking a little bit. And then I was like, well, maybe we should go on a date first before the wedding since it's not until April. And that's what that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I was going through some old pictures for NC Raw. You, you might have saw it. And I was going through some old NC Raw pictures, like cleaning up my phone and putting things in files and stuff. And I found a picture. We started hanging out and, like, dating and I found a picture. Where was our first date? Uh, from the cherry, uh, Waffle no. House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not awful, awful waffle. waffle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like a real quick, like after, in between like a lunch break Where at school. No. Um, but so I was going through these pictures. I was finding these old pictures. Like I was cleaning up my phone and I found a picture of from the Cherokee Recovery Rally of me, interview, <laughs> of me interviewing Carter. Or Carter, Carter interviewing oh. you yeah. at the recovery rally. At the recovery rally, Carter yeah. came up to the table and Bianca wasn't there, but Rachel was with Carter and Carter's like standing there looking at me and he's yeah. talking to me and I'm asking him. Hey, Carter was all over that place. I was probably outside looking for him somewhere. I was like, somewhere. what's your name? Like, what, what's going on, dude? Da, 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 da. Rachel came Taylor out saying, excuse me, is she, uh, I think she had a part in this too, right? What do you mean? No. Uh, no. Call us. Call in. <laughs> Call a friend. 1-800-NC-RAW. <laughs> um, Caleb, do you ever, like, with your, like, workout? Oh, she did. She did? She did. She gave you the confidence or what? She was just like, why not, you know? And I was like, what do you mean? You know, because I told her that, like, we'd been talking or whatever. And I don't know. It's her fault, too. It's all her fault. Thanks, guys. You're going to blame somebody? Yeah. Um. <laughs> But would you have asked me on a date if not for the wedding? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Of course. Had you shown had you shown up to a meditation group? I probably would have run for a good 
however long you were going to stay in college. Like, I would have probably at least run that long. Hey, she showed up to the meditation group. I she, did go in, and I sat down. She sat down, and I started talking to her about recovery and stuff like that. Getting, oh, she, oh, and then she goes, oh, I got to go. And just got <laughs> up and left. After <laughs> I didn't know you. She goes, I got to go pick up my son. <laughs> and <he> left. <laughs> Some bitches in school. Come on. <laughs> um, I wanted to... I wanted to ask you, uh, in your like, <laughs> in your like workout kind of like routine, like, do you have somewhat like of a routine kind of down where like you wake up at whatever time mm-hmm. and go try to do those, like, just like that, that routine, right? Yeah. You got something down. What I wanted to ask you is how, how, how do you deal with like injuries? How do you deal with like when something comes up? Milking, milking your knee, aren't you? And it throws you out. It throws you off of your. I was thinking about this earlier can't. today about this. I, I was hoping we were gonna have a conversation. It throws you off of your routine, or you have to change things up, or you're limited, physically mm-hmm. limited in like what you can do. Okay. Are you really that? Are you limited? Are you hurt or are yeah, you injured? dude? I'm real hurt. Are you hurt or are you injured? I'm real He's hurt. milking it. I no. had to at least I had tendonitis on the top of my foot, mm-hmm. and every time I would run. It hurt, like it hurt bad. Yeah. And there for a minute, and I did. I had to take a couple rest days, but and Caleb kept telling me you're gonna hurt it worse. And I after from resting after or about from going two or three days, I was from like, going, I can't. She wouldn't. I can't do stop. it no she more. Stop. Uh-huh. It's hard to, hmm. to rest. Won't stop. So I, I would, uh, I would suggest, um, obviously getting it checked out. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I mean, and Dr. even Caleb's then, advice. and even then, when the doctor says, "Well, you need to," stay, I, I don't really listen yeah. to stuff like that a whole lot of times. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me because of my my injury, my rod in my leg and stuff. They're like, "Well, did you have have you told your doctor you run like that?" And I was like, "No," because he'd probably tell me to stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? What's going on with you, Rob? Well, like this, the cement. <laughs> 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 Tell me, describe your symptoms. Um, <laughs> exactly. See, we can't get you a prognosis. You see, the, you see the pain level chart on the wall right there? Go what ahead is it? And, what go is ahead and it point now? at the pain level. Yeah. So is it about a three, a seven? Eight. That's about an eight. Oh, that's yeah. serious, Caleb. Um, so, like, I, what happened was I started the semester off, like, over the winter break. I've been doing enough yoga, even though Bianca's never seen me do yoga. I, was I doing- have never <laughs> seen him yoga, meditate, none of it. Yeah, because it's some, we keep our recoveries separate. My recovery is mine, and your recovery is yours. I don't, I don't show up at the cafeteria at the hospital <laughs> saying, "What the hell is going on around here?" <laughs> um, so I had started like this. I got this really solid routine this semester. Right, I got yeah. this real solid routine. The first day of school. Uh, we got a this good, this semester, this semester okay. like three weeks ago. We got uh, a a core group of students committed to fitness and committed to working out together and going in there <laughs> not just to work out but as a to kind of create some fellowship and some community together. Um, and we started and it was just it was going like awesome. Like I, I felt that fire. Like it it ignited me. I was like excited every day to show up and to go. Like it was really like building some serious momentum. I even went one she day. She even went one day. I seen yeah, that. We've seen that. And Snapchat famous. Snapchat famous. Yeah. And then, uh, it's. I mean, it's been going great. Like every single day, I was pushing myself a little bit further and a little bit further, a little more time, a little more time. And two weeks, two weeks went by. It was awesome. And then I went to Carter's birthday party last Saturday. 
and I start. I was. I left. <laughs> he didn't. Carter didn't take me out. <laughs> Carter didn't take oh me out. Oh my gosh! It was not Carter. <laughs> and I was in. I went straight after work. So I was wearing my dress clothes and some dress shoes from work. And John Cameron was like, "Hey, you want to play basketball?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So we played like three games of like three point, um, two on two, two on two, three point shooting yeah. game. And uh, <laughs> dude, it was awesome. I had a blast. Okay. Right. I get home that night and I could, I lay down in bed and I could literally barely walk. Like it just, it was just like on both, both of my knees, just like pain on the inside kind of muscles or ligaments of my knees on the inside of the knee. No big deal. I was like, all right, it's a little sore. I'll kind of like get over it. A couple days go by. Didn't really start to feel better. My boss at work goes out, goes on vacation. And so I had to work like triple what I normally work in one week last week. And you guys have been in the store. We have first and second floor, two stories, mm-hmm. and it's just a stairwell. And so, like, I, I'm constantly going up and down those stairs, up and down those stairs. One night during the week last week, I don't know if I twisted the same knee or something, but the right knee, the left one starting is healing. Like, it's not, I don't feel that same pain that I did, but the right one, dude, I can, I can barely put weight on it. I can barely walk. At my house, there's, like, four steps. I literally have to, like, hold onto the rail like an old man and, like, <laughs> limp up like step 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 like two feet on every step do you thing. want my walker <laughs> i suggested <laughs> she, crutches. Suge- she suggested crutches just to like but like but carter you know would I mean? beat him to death with them it's not the injury <laughs> he would she was like don't bring him to the don't bring the crutches to the super bowl party because carter <laughs> would bring but it's not the injury that i'm worried about because like time will heal it and I, I know that right it's not like anything super serious but what i'm i guess what i'm getting at is that like i was I was so, I was getting comfortable with that routine. Like I had that routine <laughs> down, right? And I was experiencing the results of that routine. I was feeling the difference. I was physically, mentally experiencing the growth because of the change in my lifestyle. And yeah. now it's taken from me. Now I can't go and do that. What I was doing for the first three you weeks. You could do like arm stuff yeah you know you could do, I, I mean yeah. like, <laughs> i could do a lot of that milking. No. i could do a lot of that okay so core workout don't hurt your knee that's what i was going to say is um first uh you are rob goggins <laughs> the, the hardest man alive <laughs> the hardest man alive that's right you heard that <laughs> and you run on broken feet yeah <laughs> that's right uh-huh. and there is no finish line there's, there's no, no finish, finish line, line. <laughs> no, like, All for, the real, above. for real though, it's just like Caitlin was saying, you know, find something that you can do. So don't throw yeah. your routine off. Yeah. You got a good rhythm going. Yeah. Yeah. Still growing. It's just really frustrating. Just, yeah. It is. Have you been icing and elevating heat on it? Elevating and icing. Okay. Okay, good. That's all you can do, man. Yeah. But it's That's like it. I'm never off of my feet because I'm always like at school, all over campus, at work, Might up and down the stairs. Like off, I'm never man. Okay. We'll say it again. Even say if I'm not again. running on the treadmill. You a brace? She said that. She mentioned that. I mean, I he doesn't do listen to me, though. <laughs> like Ashton. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you put it on the outside. <laughs> outside yeah. <laughs> so everybody sees it. <laughs> so everybody knows you're injured. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what my nephew does. Is <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be oh, hard. That's my boy. <laughs> I love you, Ashton. <laughs> Yeah. But no, I mean, it's just like it. Ha- why can't you get it checked out? I don't have insurance. 
I'm like, I can't afford it. Mm. Oh. Hey. Say so we're blessed. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. I'm in debt with the hospital from the ankle injury two years ago. <laughs> Me too. Forty that grand. Is wild, man. <laughs> so like, I can't. I just can't get it checked out. Just cut it off. <laughs> Run with one foot. Yep. Pacific Coast. Here we come. Yep. One-legged Rob Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, man, it's like, I, it's I, escalated to the point where, like, it... Dude... I was it, riding it for a few days. Is it getting worse? The last couple of days, yeah. Get in there. Obviously, t- take you some Motrin. Get you a knee brace. Ice, heat, and do some arms and core until you can go back out. Yeah. That's it, man. That's, you know, get, I mean, that's a good plan for you. Glad I could help. Caitlin actually helped with that one. <laughs> All right, man. I learned a, a thing or two. <laughs> Paying yeah. attention to you, man. Yeah, we uh, well, actually, that's where we just come from a minute ago. Is um training. I seen that. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Making some good progress. Yeah. Well, listen, y'all. We're gonna wrap this baby up. It's ten after nine. Y'all got any closing words, Bianca? Wrapping it. Um, it was really nice to be here. Um, to talk to y'all and Aww. experience the love. Um, and eat cake, Bianca. You're amazing. You're amazing, guys. She is amazing. Turn it off. She has... Uh, <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> she has brought a new energy into my, like, boring oh. old routine. Like, I thought that... It's, like, two extremes, you know? I we got them together. And, uh, but. no, for real, like, my, my life was, like, kind of boring, you know, before her and Carter showed up. And oh. he, oh. Still, he still tries to stick in that boring mode, too. I actually, like... Peeled him out of the house. I, I, I completely forgot about his leg, though. Like, so he hobbled along with us the whole time. Carter had a little, um, he had a fun time at the beach, like Glenville. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was worth it. We stopped by the beach. Carter went swimming for a little bit. The Sunday when it warmed up to what 58. Beach? Glenville, mm-hmm. the lake. Piney Grove. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, we got some time out. But yeah, she's, they brought some energy to my life that was definitely missing. Well, so. you know, whenever we seen y'all uh, talking and everything, Caitlin and I was, was saying that that would be good for Bianca to be exposed to. Like, it broadened her, you know, broadened mm-hmm. her horizons as well. Yeah. And not being like, this is the only way that I can do this thing. You know what I mean? Just being exposed to different people. Yeah. Hey, baby, you gonna come meditate with me? Hey, baby, you gonna meditate? <laughs> you better not be asking nobody else to be meditating. I invite everybody to come. Because I'll find out my energy Ooh. will find I invite, out. I invite everybody to come and meditate with You're me. You're not helping, Ralph. On the no, he's, he's not. <laughs> Groupies. I love, I love you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love you guys. Turn it off. I'm out. Thank y'all for tuning in. Love Have y'all. a good evening. Love peace, y'all. peace, peace.